I'm on my mission, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I'm on my mission. Don't get it twisted. I'm on my mission, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Don't get it twisted. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is the Better You Project podcast, episode number seven. I am your host, Brandon Head, owner and coach of Grapevine CrossFit in Grapevine, Texas. Coming at you strong today with some more information to make your life better. So check it out. One of who would I who I would consider a mentor. One of my mentors is Andy Frazella, the MF. CEO. He's a really good dude, really strong opinionate, really strong willed, strong opinion, and just all around good dude. But he came up with this program called 75 Hard that I have talked about in the past. It's what we kind of, it's what I kind of built our current program around that we're doing at the gym as a baseline starting point for people to get into something like this and start learning new habits in their life. <clears throat> so we started a 75 day challenge where we had a certain nutrition plan. We had kind of the same idea. There was daily intake of water and workout requirements seven days a week. And so the point of Today's episode is to talk about the nutrition aspect of this program that we're doing, but also relate it to how this is kind of, this is the, this is the program that I would give to anybody walking in the gym and have given to people walking in the gym as a baseline starting point for nutrition and to get themselves in order and start learning new habits. Biggest part of nutrition is we've learned habits over the years that have led us to the situations that we're in. We, you know, food is a funny thing. It, and people have funny relationships with food, and, and cultures are driven around certain types of food. So, knowing that makes it tough to work with. Right there's a lot of emotional attachment to to food, and we have to work around that, and we have to try to relearn and retrain our brains on what is beneficial and what is not. And I think for the most part that most people know that things like pizza and hamburgers and cereal and all that kind of shit is not good for you. And if you do think it's good for you, it's time to wake up. And have a hard dose of reality, but we know that stuff's not bad. So, or it's not good for us. So, my question is: A, why do we keep eating it all the time? Fast food too is qualified in that. And keep making ourselves miserable. So, when somebody walks into the gym, we. It sometimes takes some time to get them into the right mindset to start accepting some sort of nutrition program. I've talked about in a uh, recent video I did on Facebook, I kind of talked about a 
what I'm calling a web of health. And within that web, you have fitness, lifestyle, nutrition, uh, mind, and sleep. And the one thing that we tend to focus on when we're ready to get healthy is the fitness portion. You know what? Think about if you've said, hey, I'm, I'm out of shape. What do I need to do? And you're like, I'm going to go out and go walking. The first thing you think about is doing something fitness-based, whether it's going out walking, trying a new CrossFit gym, getting a membership to the rec center. Hey, I'm going to eat better too. And so the problem with just saying you're going to eat better is that there's a lot of information out there. There's a lot of overload that can happen. And there's a lot of misinformation, especially if you just walk into a store and start looking at packages and you see healthy written on it. Just because something says it's healthy doesn't necessarily mean it's healthy and just leads to more problems. Uh, like Snackwell's cookies are a great example of this. One of the like original quote unquote health snacks. And you sit and eat a whole box of them. You know, you're not doing anybody good, even if you have a couple. So with that said, our standard diet of what you would consider seeing when you go out to eat the options available is pretty piss poor and garbage, right? I mean, you go out to a place to eat and chances are the things that are good to eat are in limited supply, even though they're there. You know, you can pretty much get chicken, vegetables, and some sort of decent carb at any restaurant you go to for the most part, minus maybe fast food. So, but you'll see plenty of hamburgers. You'll see plenty of salads that are way too high in fat content. You'll see plenty of desserts. You'll see plenty of heavy starch dishes, whether it's breads or pastas. Guys, these things aren't healthy. And so it's no wonder that we have an issue with our nutrition because we're just bombarded with all this. And these foods are designed to keep you eating. There's a high salt content. There's a high sugar content where your body just starts to kind of crave these things. And so when we start talking about nutrition with a client, we start trying to focus on different foods and how we can make those shifts and make better decisions as we go along. And so there's two camps of thought on this. You'll have the people that say, <clears throat> that say, uh, food is, you know, you should be able to enjoy what you want, right. And just do it in moderation, live, live the life. You know, it's unrealistic to continue to eat paleo for, Ever. And it's unrealistic to continue eating Whole30 forever, even though for the most part, something like Whole30 is designed as a, as a reset to learn what maybe foods you can't really handle and then start working them back into your diet while losing some weight at the same time. Whereas paleo is designed to be more of a lifestyle, but there's some problem areas in that too, especially if you're an active individual. And if you do want to live a normal life and not be a a monk or a shut-in, being 100% paleo 100% of the time is not feasible. So, 
for me, I like the other option as a starting point, which is basically an elimination style diet. I get a, there's a lot of people that are going to frown on that, but this is not for everybody, depending on where you're at in your nutrition journey. If you're just starting out and you haven't done something like this, this is your starting point. If you need a place or you feel like you need to clean up your diet, even though you've, you, you say to yourself, Hey, I've been eating well, or I've been following keto, I've been following macros and just haven't been working out for me. And you've been allowing yourself some leeway in what you eat based on the foods I mentioned earlier. And you're trying to fit them into your numbers, or you have a cheat meal once a week or some quote unquote cheat meal once a week. Then again, this is for you. And this is what we've been doing on this 75 day nutrition program. And we are to this point, 45 days in today. And I posted something a few days ago about the progress that I've personally seen. And all I'm doing is following what I told people to do and what I've told people to do when they started because I needed a reset for myself. It's been a long time since I've cleaned things up in my diet and it was just time to do it. And I've lost about six quality pounds. But I've gained a couple pounds of muscle, and I've also lost 4% body fat. And that was only, that was in 40 days. And so the point of that was this works. And it works if you actually do it, just like any other diet. And the problem that I see with most folks when they come in here, and you've probably been in this position, is that. We hear, hey, I'm really good Monday through Thursday. And then Friday, Saturday, Sunday is where I need work. Well, if you do the math and we do, let's say we're eating three meals a day, Monday through Thursday, that's 12 meals right there. And we're eating three meals a day, three days a week that are not good. That's nine meals there. That's like a 60-40 split. And it's no wonder that you're out of shape. You're not feeling good. You maybe have some excess fat, but that even goes on just one day. So if you've never done something like a metabolic reset or cleaned up your diet, I would highly recommend it. Or if you need a starting off point, here's what it is. So we give out a particular food list. And the goal here is to minimize processed foods. There's some foods that are quote unquote processed that are still allowable, like canned beans, uh, salsa, as long as it has no sugar. We're trying to get rid of sugar as well. And so this, this sheet that is given out is made up of high-quality proteins, both lean and fat. We have quality fats. We have starchy carbs. We have vegetables. And we have fruits as carbs. And we lay this out for people. For most folks, I try to get them to eat ladies three to four meals a day and guys four to five. And a really good starting point, depending on your plate size, is going to be four meals for guys, three meals for ladies. And if ladies do four meals, 
we just bring the size down of the plate a little bit. So if you imagine your dinner plate, if you could imagine the plates that you use at the house or grab one of your plates, and I want you to look at it. Draw a line down the middle of that. On one side is all vegetable matters from this list. Uh, I can make this list available to you. If you would like this list, please reach out to Brandon at grapevine.crossfit.com. And you're very welcome to it. It's pretty simple. So we would fill this with vegetable matter. And then the other side of the plate, we would draw into a quarter. So you'd have a quarter, a quarter, and a half. In one quarter, we put starchy carbs. In the other quarter, we put protein. And now you take a little sliver out of one of those and you add in fat. The caveat to that is if you're eating a protein plus a fat from the list, don't add any fat. If you're eating a lean protein from the list, you would add some fat, that little sliver of fat. Now, let's say you and your husband or you and your wife use the same plates and you're both eating four meals a day. And if you're measuring to the same size plate, you're both eating roughly the same amount of food, assuming female is able to get all of the food down in one sitting because it, it usually ends up being quite a bit of food. So you just draw an imaginary dotted circle within that plate and now you just decrease the size and then you make those those serving sizes fit within that dotted circle of the plate to decrease the calories just a hair for your overall calorie addition. That is so fucking simple that you can literally follow that plan anywhere you go and eat. 100%. And I think the problem with it is that it's, it's so simple that most people think that it's not effective because it's not sexy. We talked about this in another podcast with the gym a while back. We did a, a three-part series podcast. We had like It was almost two hours long talking about the 30,000 overview of nutrition. And one of the main points we had in there was that eating, eating a good dose of vegetables with a decent dose of protein and a little dose of car or of carbohydrates it's not as cool as what keto sounds like or macros but i'll tell you right now that it absolutely works and why it's worked so effective for me and if you've ever worked with me i like to take people and either start them on this or get them eating a little bit higher amount over a period of time so that we actually have something to work from. So we call this building a base and then adding a cut. So if unless your diet is just shitty in general and you go and jump into something like this, you're going to see results. But if you're in the camp where you feel like you're eating fairly healthy and you have a small amount of calories overall throughout the day, and you're not seeing those results that you want to see from doing that, and then you switch over to something like this, chances are you're probably not going to see as fast a weight loss progression if that's what you're wanting to do because you're coming from a point where your calories are already fairly low. So we like to work up, and the reason, again, why this has been effective for me is I was at a point where I was eating a 
tracking my food, eating about, I think it was 3,500 calories a day, uh, like in the 450 to 500 carb range, body weight protein, about 100 to 125 grams of fat, depending on the day. And those carbs would come down a little bit on non-workout days. But now, you know, I've dropped to about 2,800. So, you know, about a seven calorie shift. And it's been very effective because I'm still supplying a decent amount of food to get through workouts and get through the day while still being in a caloric deficit to produce results. And that's the key word here on any diet is hitting a caloric deficit. Now, there can be some issues hormonally and things like that that don't cause you to lose weight when you're in a caloric deficit. That's more likely related to being in a original or an, an initial caloric deficit for so long. And that's why it's beneficial to get out of it for a little while. Um, ladies, especially, and if you are really looking for some info on hormones and that kind of work, um, Lori, Lori King you can look her up on Instagram, does a really good job of relating hormonal stuff in women and nutrition. But I, I'm sure she would agree with me to say that, you know, for the most part, there's a lot of women that come from a lower calorie, a caloric deficit background. And when they try to diet, they're still in that deficit and they're still not losing weight. And there's some hormonal things tied into that. So just know that if you're already coming from that small area, it may be beneficial for a while just to eat some healthy foods in a higher amount than your normal amount and then work back down. So that's called building a base and then cutting from that base. So when you eat, you know, imagine eating 1500 calories a day originally, and now you want to drop down to 1200 calories and you're already 1500 calories is already a deficit for you. You're not going to see the results you want to see. So there's some numbers you can compare that to why it's important to ramp that up. So that leads us into macronutrients, counting macros, why they're important and why they may be necessary and why they probably aren't necessary for people just starting out. Um, it can be frustrating to learn. Uh, you have to be kind of ready to have a lot of trial and error with it. But for the most part, most people, like 90 to 95%, don't need macros to start. But if you get to a point where we have to figure out how much you're actually eating or working up to a specific number so that we can work back down, that's where those macros can come in handy. Again, macro counting macros sounds a little bit sexier than just eat this in this proportion. But if you think about it in that way, I'm telling you to count your macros, just not number by number. I'm giving you some guidelines to keep your food in a parameter, which in turn kind of leads it to an overall restriction, if you will. So think about when you start this and if you're looking to start cleaning up your diet that this plate method 
will 100% work for you. And I don't really care what your carbs are or what it is. It the the foods that that we usually give out on the list work really well. But even if you were to compile that into whatever food groups or types of food, it would still be it would still work for you. But we like to see people clean their shit up first and go from there versus, hey, I want you to still feel free to eat what you want to eat. We're just going to restrict it a little bit because that usually doesn't work. And it builds a lot more frustration because the results are a lot more slower going for people. And when they're a lot slower going, the, the ability to stick with that is a lot less. So building a bait, man, I can talk about this forever. Building a baseline is beneficial for anybody. And the people that are doing this, this challenge that we're doing are seeing results simply by following the program without cheating. And so that brings me to my last point is sometimes you just need a period where you don't fucking cheat on your diet. And I can tell you right now, because I've seen it for 10 years and I've seen people get frustrated about it. If you eat well six days a week and don't eat well the seventh day and you do that throughout the year, you're not going to see the results that you want to see unless you're tying the amount of work that is necessary to produce from that diet. Most people can't get away with this. Some people can because they can, they, they just hit the workouts and hit their training a little bit harder and are a little bit more responsible with what they put in their body. So long story short, you need a reset like this. You need to do something like this and you need a period of time where you don't eat anything else but what is laid out in front of you, okay? If you need that information, go ahead and reach out to me. There's one more point I do want to make, and it's on... Nah, we'll just, we'll leave that for another time. No worries on that. So again, if you need some information on that or you want some help on this, please reach out. Brandon at grapevinecrosser.com. I'd love to give you a starting point in your nutrition journey or help guide you any way that I can to get you started on your journey. To recap, grab you a plate, half of its vegetables, a quarter of its carbs, a quarter of its protein, a little slither slither of fat unless it's a fatty protein. Ladies do that three to four times a day. Guys do that four to five times a day. Ladies, if you're going to eat the same amount of times as your husband or whatever, or you think four to five, shrink down the plate size a little bit with an imaginary line. Boom. And you got it. All right. If you want that food list, hit me up. If you need some guidance, hit me up. And lastly, Thank you for tuning in and listening today. I really appreciate it. I would love 
to help you out in your journey. If there's anything I can do to help you, or if there's any comments, concerns, topics you want to hear about, reach out to me, let me know what they are. And until then, I'll talk to y'all next time. Episode eight coming up soon. We'll talk to y'all then. Y'all have a good week. Welcome back to the Better You Project podcast. I am your host, Brandon Head, owner, coach, whatever you want to call me, of Grapevine CrossFit, and of the people. Man, let me tell you what. It's been a little bit, and it's all my fault. Um, I had a new baby boy. And my life has been flipped upside down because of that. So, as a result, I'm trying to get everything back back under control, get my schedule worked out, and uh, kind of talk about the struggles with that. And that's the uh, the topic of today's podcast is my current struggle with life. Uh, things going on and how I'm trying to overcome said struggles. And if you hear some background noise, I'm in my truck. I uh, found a few minutes to do this and figured what a better way than to just knock it out like this. So connected through my truck speaker, so hopefully it's picking me up pretty good. But Friends and family kept telling us that, you know, adding a second child was going to be hard, and you never know how hard it's going to be until it happens. Uh, The first one was tough. The second one is definitely harder because even though you're used to or ready for what's about to happen, you're not really ready for what's about to happen. The uh, Now where we could kind of take a break when boy one would go to sleep, it's pretty much non-stop from when we get up in the morning to when we go to bed. And the other thing that's tough right now is as soon as it hits five o'clock, it's wind down time for everyone. And because of that, it takes forever. And so basically from five till about 9.30, we're busy getting the kids wound down, bathed, dinner, making our own dinner, uh, passing the kid back and forth, because I think as we know, babies are a lot of work, Um, and so we're doing our best to try to manage that particular load between each other. I don't expect Shelly to have to take all that, nor should she expect me to have to take all that, but it helps to have each other to help out, so because of that, It just seems like there's no time anymore, Uh, regardless of the thought and practice of having to make time and prioritizing things. When you have a newborn, they don't necessarily allow for that unless you 
have a plan to take care of that in the meantime. So currently, you know, Beckham is still at home, and if she's at home with Shelly and Shelly's watching the kids and we're all home together, like I said, we kind of have to balance that around. And uh, unless we prioritize who's going to do what or if I'm able to take some time to do some other stuff that's, you know, with our business or she is, we have to really kind of put some forethought in that. And even with that, it's hard to get any dedicated amount of time. And whether those are excuses or not, I mean, I'm not real sure, but it's definitely been a struggle trying to get a grasp and a hold of what my current schedule is. Um, and because of that, it's caused me a lot of uh, a lot of stress, anxiety, and anger. You know, I'm I'm prone to I'm prone to have one of my reactions, first reactions to any situation that causes stress, to be anger. I think if we focus on what that is and pinpoint it, we can manage it a little bit better. Especially if you have a tendency to lean towards those things, but quite honestly, lately, it's been very difficult, and it's caused us some issues between ourselves and with the kids, and I made a a video the other day on one thing I'm doing to help manage that, uh, which is a proven practice from various people that are in these situations or do this ritual either way, is daily gratitude. So when I wake up in the morning, I'm doing my best to take a second. Uh, Usually I'm woken up by the child, and I get up with them about 5 o'clock or, you know, give or take some time. And so that time is spent feeding him. Now, while I'm feeding him, I can do a few other things. This is where if I'm not rage slamming my fist against the wall because he's crying. It's a joke. Um... I'll try to sit down and think about the first five things that come to my mind and write them down and put them in a little journal that I'm thankful for. And that's been helping. That gives me something to kind of strive and think for or think of during the day and remind myself why I'm doing what I'm doing. And I've reached out to some friends about this, you know, and asked for help. And the common response, which is expected, is, you know, we'll get through this and it'll all be fine, which we will. Uh, Shelly likes to say that this is just a season in our life, whether it's the winter where everything is bleak and there's no outlook in sight. I think that's kind of the point of that, but we'll be coming into spring soon and then we'll be coming when everything starts blooming again. The boy's getting ready to go to school for the first time, so that'll free up some time there. But, man, back to the point here, the the struggle is real, and I really feel for people that are in the position of being parents, especially with more than one child that don't have any help. Um, it's nice to be able to have that help, whether it's daycare, parents, whatever, but if you don't have that, I I really do feel for anybody that's ever been in that position, because it's fucking tough, man, it is hard, hard work being a parent, and then anybody beyond that who has just buku amounts of kids, 
good on y'all, because y'all are awesome, so, um, so productivity is part, I don't like to be idle, and that's been another struggle, is knowing that, especially for our business, the business is not static, it's always moving, and when you can't always move with it, especially as an owner, it's frustrating, and again, having to settle those frustrations is kind of tough, and so you just make it work however you can, so productivity has been slowed down and lacking a little bit, in my eyes anyway, Um, and it feels like it's carrying over into other aspects of my life, but again, doing the best we can. So if you're struggling with stuff like this, let's talk about it. I, uh, you know, my my coaching career has migrated from helping people in fitness to helping people in their health to helping people in their overall wellness. Um, and it's kind of all encapsulating, I, I think. I'd like to have a more specific niche, but I feel like I'm I'm here to help in terms of overall wellness. And whatever that means in that capacity, it could be helping you with your business. It could be helping you with your personal sanity. You know, I've spent a lot of time learning some of these things, and I'm still learning too, and we can learn together. So if you're in need of help with that, seek me out. Let's talk love to work with you, Um, various capacities again, but I am an ever-changing and ever-growing piece of myself, (laughs) whatever that means, Um, in that I always want to learn and I always want to progress, and I'm not perfect, I know I'm not perfect, and I'm always trying to learn and change and find out what's best for me and what's best for my clients. So, No real point to this one today other than just expressing what's been going on in my life, why it's been kind of quiet on this front. Uh, really looking forward to diving back into this. And starting to get some folks actually into the podcast, get some guests on there, talk about their lives, what they're doing to make themselves better and how they help the overall public in their capacity in any field. So we're going to be branching out into that. Uh, It's been real fun being individual, and I love doing the individual side of it, but I figured there could be a lot of help coming from the outside as well, so something to look forward in the future. Uh, Thanks for listening today, and again, if you're struggling with something and you need some help, let's figure it out. You can reach out to me at Brandon at GrapevineCrossFit.com. You can find my website, BrandonHead.com. That is a work in progress. There will be some new options coming up on there. And thanks for listening again. I hope to talk to you in the future and look forward to what's next.